Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. Today is June 21st, 2020, and lo and behold, it is DeFi season here in the crypto and Bitcoin space. Oh man, it's been a beautiful week. Uh, have you seen some gains in your block folio? We're going to talk all about DeFi season at the top of the rundown. Let's do it. The Rundown. Well, if you've been sleeping under a rock all week, you might have you might have not heard about this explosion that's happening here in the Bitcoin and crypto space. That's right. DeFi is officially in season. Unlike Bitcoin, which has stalled to the low 9K range, Ethereum-based decentralized finance has seen exponential growth over the past few weeks. DeFi's growth has seen an intense recovery in the months since March, with a total value locked within collateralized loans, reaching fresh all-time highs. It's a glorious, glorious week for DeFi. One of the hallmark examples of DeFi's current popularity can be seen while looking towards the recent launch of Compound Finance. That's right, the token associated with that platform, Comp, has seen a parabolic price rise, but many investors are speculating. And we got some Bitcoin maxis out there, they're a little sour. <laughs> and they're trying to wonder, is this, all great for Ethereum? Is this all great for the space? Uh, is this going to collapse before our eyes? Well, according to DeFi Pulse, there is now an access of 1.3 billion of value locked in Ethereum DeFi applications. And it's gone up to 1.5 billion <laughs> since that post was currently made earlier this week. So the trend is higher. But I will say this. Now, if we step back, because we've seen the ICO boom, we know what that looks like. But is this different? Well, we're going to talk about more on that, if it's different or not, when we get to the hard truth. But for now, these DeFi protocols are rapidly seeing adoption. It's working like it's supposed to, for the most part. Now, Coinbase has begun to list a number of DeFi tokens, right? We have investors that are now seeking non-Bitcoin investments and use cases after the altcoin crash of 2018, 2019, when we saw all of our top 10 cryptocurrencies get lost in value, right? We have uh, cryptocurrency users are looking to leverage their investments, lending them to DeFi, right? Like Maker, like Compound, like Synthetics. There's an overabundance of people with access to crypto that are just holding these coins. They don't have anywhere to put them. Well, Ave is one of those coins and the Flash Loan Boys, <laughs> <laughs> as they're being called right now, the yield farmers out there, they're seeing some considerable gains. Now, this thing rose from two cents in April to now 13 cents just for Ave. Bancor, on the other hand, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. 
They saw a bug, which is not surprising because they've had hacks in the past. <laughs> but who cares? It's DeFi season. They're up by 6.5%. Is this, is this good or bad? Well, if you look at something like Augur, it just went up 7%, but that was because it went to version 2 for its platform. And this is what we exactly might find out within the specific area that's kind of innovating right now. All the signals are showing that DeFi is breaking out currently. All the signals are showing that Compound, this comp token, is trading more than 900% higher than the, than the previous Monday. But take a listen to Robert Lushner as he talks about Compound Finance and what his overall goal for it was and how he sees this kind of playing out in the near future. Now, mind you, they have been around for a while now, and this has been a long time in the making. So Compound is a protocol built on the Ethereum blockchain to create interest rate markets for Ethereum tokens. What I mean by that is we're creating a short-term creditless spot interest rate um, that fluctuates in real time based on supply and demand. So a user can earn interest by supplying an asset to one of our markets. And similarly, a user can borrow an asset from one of our markets, assuming that they have enough collateral such that there's no credit risk that they expose the protocol to. To simplify it for a sec, though, the idea behind this is that you don't get any interest holding crypto. Even savings accounts in the real world are paying interest. But right now, if you have your, your crypto with an exchange or in a wallet, you don't get any, right? That's right. The interest rate on most crypto is zero because you're not able to let other traders or individuals use your crypto. And so what we're trying to do is to create a marketplace where all crypto is used and is interest generating. And this is focusing on coins and tokens that are not the value, they don't have the same value proposition of a Bitcoin where, you know, you're not really seeking an interest rate on Bitcoin because it's a speculative bet that you're expecting is going to appreciate in value given the sort of deflationary aspects of the system. Um, so this kind of solves a separate problem. It does, although, you know, I, I would love to point out that Bitcoin, you know, assuming it can be recognized at some point as a currency, should have an interest rate because there should be demand for that currency from um, other individuals, traders, and funds. And the interest rates you envision, this is, they're almost like repos. This is a very short term, right? That's right. They're, they're designed to be extremely short term and without credit risk. So the alternative approach to creating an interest bearing instrument is a loan to another trader or another fund. Our system, you're not interacting with other peers directly. You're simply supplying assets to a market, which is liquid. Um, you can redeem your assets at any time. It's ultra short term. You could supply assets for five minutes, uh, which is appealing to programmatic traders and arbitrageurs. And it allows there to be a lot more flexibility in locking up an asset in a loan. We've chatted before and we've been catching up on some of your own views on crypto and you're actually a skeptic of a lot of the crypto assets that are out there. Can you speak a little bit about your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, I'm a little bit skeptical of crypto native assets in general, um, simply because a lot of them have been designed for capital formation and not for, you know, fulfilling a specific goal. You know, I, an easy summary is, you know, a lot of the tokens that have been created in the last two years are pretty much vaporware. I, don't mean that for every single one. There's obviously some projects that are, you know, of extreme caliber and integrity. But for the most part, you know, tokens have been used to raise capital, not because they're needed. And I think we're, you know, approaching an era in which eventually there's going to be, you know, a come to Jesus moment where, you know, projects have to put up or shut up and their token has to have value or create value or it will eventually become extinct. It sounds like the long game for you might not be a lot of these vaporware tokens, but you're talking about real currencies like yen and euros and sterling and dollars. Do you want to tell us a little more about that? 
Yeah, the overwhelming trend we see is the tokenization of real-world assets. You're starting to see that with the US dollar in the creation of stablecoins. The next step in this is the tokenization of other currencies, eventually other real-world assets, and eventually securities. You know, in a 10 to 20-year spectrum, we believe that most assets are going to be tokenized. And in that universe, you know, all of the crypto-native tokens that have been created over the last couple of years look a lot less appealing. And so what our vision is, is that eventually we'll be creating interest rate markets for the real-world assets that happen to exist in crypto form. So that's crazy to think about what he just said right there. Currently, there's only going to be 10 million comp tokens in, in, in supply total for compound finance. But if he were to uh, tokenize the entire you know, NASDAQ or uh, even the S&P 500, um, what does that look like when you're earning interest on the stock that you're on the stock that you're holding? It's it's fascinating to think about. It's crazy to think about the trillions of dollars that are going to enter not only Compound, but the, the DeFi space in the near future. Um, the, the runway is infinity at this point, and we're just seeing the beginning of this. Uh, mind you, they only have, they literally only have, and I've been playing a lot with it this week, they literally only have DAI, Ether, Augur, USD Coin, Wrapped BTC, BAT, Tether, and 0x. Those are the only assets that you can currently uh, get some type of interest from just by uh, uh, leaving them there as collateral. Um, I've been playing with it. I think it's fascinating. I've been trying to, <laughs> I've been trying to uh, get some more comp earned. Uh, and I think that's important. I think just looking at the data, sticking your head and your nose in the data and just focusing on that without actually uh, participating in what this is and becoming a practitioner of these technologies puts you at a disadvantage. Uh, so I'm playing with it right now. I'm hoping to learn even more about it right now. I'm at 0.001 comp earned, which is awesome. Uh, and I bought some comp as well <laughs> because... I'm not going to bet against it. I mean, how could you <laughs> look at what happened in just one week? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. But um, this is also going to attract even more people. You're already starting to see some uh, people on Twitter who are uh, pro Bitcoin move over and take a look at what DeFi is doing. Uh, this is going to attract even outsider interest. You know, all the finance guys out there that do this for a living. They're going to start looking at DeFi because uh, there's some recipes that you can create. Uh, we'll talk about more of that in the hard truth, but there's some recipes that you can create uh, that will get you some nice returns if you put in a, a, a really large amount of, of uh, USD in there. Um, but still, the uh, the overall return on this is uh, it's just amazing because you're finally making money on your coins that you're just kind of sitting on, right? So I'm bullish. I'm bullish to see what happens. Let's get into five good minutes. Five good minutes. All right, let's get into uh, five good minutes. That's right. 
I should also mention too, here in the last segment, I forgot to mention, people wonder <laughs> why compound finance was so successful, but it really starts with all the market makers. I mean, they have A16Z behind them, Bain Capital Ventures, Paradigm Ventures, Coinbase, Polychain Capital, Dragonfly Capital. You get the point. I mean, this is why they're successful. They have market makers behind them. Okay, today in five good minutes, we are talking HyperDAO. That's right. Let's go ahead and get the timer going. Looks like it is. And so I want to talk about this because I think this is probably the most important thing that we're going to see here happen during DeFi season. Uh, Compound's doing well, as well as you know, because they have liquidity behind them. And it only starts with, you know, Coinbase. They, they recently are, are going to put their Compound, their Comp uh, token on, uh, on their exchange, right? Uh, and so Kyber, as you know, KNC is also on Coinbase. And it was just announced here recently that uh, Parify Capital Invest are going to help with the liquidity growth, or as some people say, USDT injection <laughs> for the Kyber DAO. Um, and this is where all of this driving force in DeFi is coming from. It's coming from these big VCs that are holding these large, uh, I want to say probably like millions of, you know, KNC or whatever other tokens that they're holding. They need a place to stake them. They need to claim some rewards with them. And KyberDAO is going to do that for them. And if you don't know what Catalyst is and how staking and voting is going to work within it, well, take a listen because this is a quick two minute kind of tutorial on how that progress is going to be updated and how it's going to be implemented and how the mechanisms are going to work. Take a listen. With over $500 million traded and close to 100 DAP integrations, Kyber is the leading liquidity protocol that connects decentralized liquidity for decentralized finance. The Catalyst Protocol upgrade will launch the Kyber DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization comprising a community of KNC holders. Kyber DAO enables all KNC holders to play an active role in the growth of Kyber network by voting and deciding on key parameters. By participating in Kyber's governance, KNC holders earn staking rewards in Ether. Here's a simple example. As the DeFi ecosystem grows, more network fees are collected from trades made through Kyber. Kyber DAO participants decide on the allocation of network fees that will be burned, given to top performing reserves, or distributed as staking rewards. Assuming a 10, 10, 80 ratio, 80% of the network fees will be distributed to stakers in proportion to the amount of KNC staked. More KNC staked means more voting power and rewards if you vote. Hope you now have a taste of how Kyber DAO and KNC staking work. Get ready to stake, vote and get rewarded. Kyber Network, the on-chain liquidity protocol powering instant token exchange in any decentralized application. And if you look at their Discord, they're already having this pre-DAO poll, right? Because they need to kind of set the network fee parameters for what they're going to utilize here in, underneath the, the Kyber DAO. And currently right now, they're looking at staking rewards being 65%, uh, reserve rebates being 30%, and 5% for KNC burns. This is all good. We're looking at a token that literally has like 189 million in circulation, and that's it's all ever going to get as high as. So, yes, it's going to be incredibly, incredibly, 
good for uh, the Kyber DAO and KNC holders out there uh, to participate in this. And not only are they going to see the price of that token go up, um, I, I think here, once people realize, you know, how important they are, because not only are exchanges like Uniswap, Oasis using them or, or decentralized finance, you know, applications like Fulcrum or Melonport or Total using them or decentralized NFT or e-commerce payments like Decentraland or ECC or CoinPlan or wallets like Trust Wallet, Exodus or Mew or Engine or Coinbase or Argent. Like a lot of stuff is being powered by Kyber. And when this when this de when this in when this current inflationary asset turns into a deflationary asset, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's what you call um, price go up considerably. And so if people think compound and the comp token were a big deal this week, uh, wait until you see what happens when KNC and Kyber Dow, uh, here it gets released here with catalyst. Uh, that's going to be bonkers, right? I mean, cause look at, look at bat, for example, 25% interest rate on compound, uh, considerably up right now. It's on Coinbase. Yeah, you get it. Truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Today we are talking yield farming, crypto as collateral, <laughs> here in the hard truth. And uh, we'll, we'll go through it here uh, and, and kind of what I think about this whole DeFi kind of season that's happened uh, this summer in crypto and Bitcoin. Uh, I must say, though, like just using Compound here this past week and, you know, throwing some 0x on there, throwing some bad on there, um, throwing some tether on there and watching my um, comp earn go up. It's completely gratifying. <laughs> there's there's no other feeling like it. Um I'm not saying that I'm telling everybody to do it because I'm definitely not. But to me, if Compound becomes what I think it can be, can become, just like Maker became what I knew it could become when we first looked at it over a year and a half ago, um, then at this point, it, it it just wouldn't surprise me for this comp token to be highly valuable. Um, and so that's kind of my two cents just on the token and and on the, the actual application itself, it's a really slick little app here. Um, that you can you can view it on the web. You can view it in your wallet. I know Argent has it built in. I, I prefer using the actual the app Compound Finance app inside of a DApp browser personally. Um, but uh, it's 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 crazy how nice and seamless this is. Um, I will say though, when you're trying to yield farm. Uh, and I'll put actually a video from DeFi Dad. This this person has put together a very nice walkthrough on how to maximize your earning of comp and by uh, using Instadap, which is one of the most powerful DeFi manager uh, platforms in the space. Um, but I want to talk about yield farming because I think this is not really talked about right now. There's a lot of people that are 
very bearish on this and there's a lot of people that are very bullish on this i'm neither 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 or kind of at this point i i'm i'm taking the very slow approach to this and that's by going straight to compound.finance and that's by you know putting my zero <laughs> x there putting my bat there and saying okay let's earn interest on it and watching it go up and being totally comfortable with those returns i'm not a greedy person right but when you when you start doing yield farming, um, there's there's room there uh, to get a little greedy, and to uh, you know inevitably over collateralize your loan. So I'll let the DeFi dad take care of that because he's going to explain that way better than I can as far as what you're taking on as far as risk. But what's most important about all of this, and I, and I think most people are missing the mark about this, is that finally crypto has become collateral. <laughs> You know, there's some people that are using BlockFi out there. I know that's a very um, interesting platform. Uh, but with something like that, you're having to use a centralized or CFI platform, a centralized exchange, right, to take on all this risk. There's no FD, FDIC. Uh, with something like uh, Compound, you're using something like a, a DeFi platform that is decentralized. Again, there's no FDIC. <laughs> but the difference is you're, 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 you're putting your uh, your money where your mouth is as far as decentralization. Uh, you're betting on the future, and if there is a bug in the code, then you're gonna you're gonna get hurt, right? But if there if the code is legitimate and the platform, as far as the decentralized platform that you're using is legitimate, then you shouldn't have those worries, right? Um, so there's definitely there's definitely room there for people that have an exorbitant amount of cash to see on the sidelines that's willing to take that risk. Um, but as far as somebody who is just the average crypto investor or average retail investor or Bitcoin investor, I would say you might have the same worries that I would by investing in or by putting my tokens on Compound, right? So one of the things I would worry about is Tether. <laughs> you know, there's always that fascination with the Tether implosion at some point down the road, right, that everybody in the, in the industry knows about. Uh, we're scared of what's going to happen with that. Um, and lo and behold, Compound uses primarily Tether. Um, another thing that I would worry about is the, uh, the people that are currently um, kind of backing that platform, which is also a good thing and a, and could be a bad thing as well, too, if they decide to pull out their capital that they have invested or their liquidity uh, that they have staked, um, that could cause some issues, too, as well, right? Um, so you're this little small boat in this big ocean, and there's these, these, big old <laughs> these big old ships that are kind of sloshing the waters, and you're kind of having to, you know, be careful out there. Uh, so that's why me, personally, I'm just kind of just throwing it on there and kind of seeing what's going to happen. Because at the end of the day, you're getting paid to take this risk. And that's what DeFi is all about, right? Um, there are there are financial industries out there, and when you invest in them, you're getting paid to take those risks, right? It's common sense, but I think people forget that. Uh, when it comes to Bitcoin and crypto, they, they want absolute return. Uh, and I think most people don't realize that in most financial industries, you're getting paid to take risk, right? People are going to start jumping on to DeFi here soon. I don't I don't think this is going to stay quiet. I think this is going to happen. Uh, this is similar to what happened in 2017 when people started seeing these, these, these traders started seeing how much people were making from Bitcoin and they moved over to our space and they never went away. <laughs> so I think what we're going to see now is we're going to see these, 
these uh, these probably unemployed people that are from these financial industries move over to DeFi and start figuring out ways to make these recipes uh, to earn more interest, right? Passively, uh, and use uh, investable assets like Ethereum and Bitcoin as collateral, um, and and turn USDT and USDC on its head, right? So. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all shakes out. Uh, that's why I'm just very much taking it easier right now, putting one foot at, in at a time when it comes to uh, compound. And uh, I have a little bit of maker, but not not much, just kind of enough just to learn. Right. Uh, compounds, the first one where I actually am actually using it to see if I can earn more comp because I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. So. Um, am I am I am I gonna get hurt by doing this? Who knows? But I am taking an exorbitant amount of risk, and I'm getting paid for that risk. And of course, you can withdraw at any time. But uh, I think not talking about that openly to people out there puts everybody at risk because I think if you kind of just wash over that, and I think crypto does that too often, or Bitcoin does that too often, where you wash over the risk part and not let people upfront know like, hey, there, there could be a bug in the system, just like what happened to Bancor, right? Um, there's a bug this past week. A lot of people lost some money. Um, and that's typical because we've seen Bancor in the past have a hack before. So this is not new with Bancor. Uh, so I think knowing who is creating the decentralized protocol is important. Uh, understanding how that decentralized protocol works, uh, understanding who the liquidity uh, makers are behind the scenes. Uh, so there's a lot of things that go into it. That's why I think it's it's best to refer to people. I would I would hope, you know, you would uh, go out and do your own research. But you kind of want to you kind of want to listen to those people that are heavily into the space and that understand it from a, a deep level and and go to them. And DeFi Dad is definitely one of them. Like been listening to a lot of stuff that he's been talking about and been watching and reading a lot of his stuff over the past year. So. If there's anybody smarter when it comes to uh, how DeFi is, is functioning and which um, different platforms to to look at, it's definitely that guy. I would definitely uh, look into him more if I was really interested in getting into um, yield farming. But um, yeah, I think that's all I got for Code Hard Truth. Not a really a lot of hard truth there, but I think <laughs> it's it's enough for you to really understand like this is where it's headed. The, there's going to be people jumping on this this DeFi platform because they're going to want to do the same things that these other uh, UF farmers are doing. And uh, it's going to bring more interest into our space, which is also going to bring the price of Ethereum up. And that's for a different episode. Okay. So I think to most people out there, this has been a complete surprise, right? Um, DeFi season was something that a lot of us weren't talking about, um, but a lot of us saw coming uh, just in a different form, right? I think ever since Consensus New York here in May, we kind of understood that Ethereum was going to start progressing faster and faster. And I think this kind of uh, COVID environment has actually helped Ethereum really gain focus and completing some of their protocols that they have been uh, putting on hold and on the shelf for quite some time. It's not a surprise that DeFi is taking off, but at the same time, it's it's more of a surprise that some of these other altcoins that are legacy cryptocurrencies at this point aren't really doing anything. It's good to see Ethereum make its own mark and really 
create their own market cap with a DeFi market cap. That's astounding. Uh, I don't think anybody would have saw that in 2015, Ethereum creating its own DeFi market cap. But it's here, it's happening, and it's only gonna grow continuously. So it's gonna be a bullish, bullish time for uh, DeFi here the next couple of months. So hang on.